Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. You don't care, you don't care what they throw at you in any way, shape, or form. You just walk on the field and take your business. The whole world knows that now. Love you guys. All right, we talked last night. They're the best home playoff. Recommit yourself right now. Every single day matters. It's all about one game right now. One game, and that's in Philly. The only thing that matters is 49ers. Let's go. Yes, sir. Let it go three. One, two, three. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Happy Monday, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry, Jay Croucher, and Lawrence Jackson. And what you heard at the top of the show was celebrations from those Cincinnati Bengals and San Francisco 49ers, fellas. We are down to four teams By the left way, in the playoffs. Not included in that montage of the Bengals celebrating and the Niners celebrating was uh, Commanders fans celebrating. Woo! <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Listen, I... A lot, I get Mike McCarthy getting a lot of criticism on Twitter, but you know who he's not getting criticism from? This guy. Yeah. Yeah, I love Mike McCarthy. I think the Cowboys. <laughs> Genius. Keep, I think Mike McCarthy should be the head coach of the Cowboys forever. Sign yeah. to a lifetime contract, Jerry. You, like you love that the final play? play? The I love yeah. the final play. I love yeah. them all. Yeah. I love the red zone interception. <laughs> I loved getting, you know, I love the Niners. Uh, you know, fumbling uh, the punt return and the the Cowboys getting the ball in the Niners' red zone and only be able to get in the field goal out of it. it Loved big. it all. Yeah. It was great. Fred Warner gave the speech that we showed in the 49ers locker room. Carl Shanahan actually asked if Dak Prescott could give the speech. Yeah. He, he was didn't the guy show most up. responsible. Um, yeah, Appearance fee was a little high <laughs> yeah. at that point. Oh, Dak my Prescott. goodness. Oh, so let's take a look. I mean, we're down to four teams so it here, is, guys. It is, it is noon on a Monday on Peacock, but it is <laughs> 5 right. o'clock somewhere, including in Dallas. We've and been drinking right, heavily. And right here as yes. well. We're oh. ready to go. You're back from yes, Kansas sir. City. Yes, sir. We're having a good old time. I love Kansas City, by the way. Loved Kansas City. I would get to that game. Despite not liking barbecue. I don't like barbecue, but I went to I went to Q39. I asked my fans where I should go. Joe's, Jack Stack came up a lot. And so uh, LC's uh, and Q39. I ended up going to Q39. It was awesome. Like, not a barbecue fan, but a fan of Q39 barbecue. It was awesome. We it actually went to get barbecue once, and Matthew deliberately asked for no sauce at all on his <laughs> wings, which was kind of frightening at the time, but uh, I just realized... You're like, what have I gotten myself into very, yeah. at that point? No sauce on my wings. Barry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I have the stomach of a 10-year-old, right? Like, of a, of a delicate 10-year-old. Let's be clear. Like, I, yeah. Um, but I braved it in Kansas City to do that, and uh, you know what? It was awesome. It was awesome. But let's... let's why? Why are you derailing 
I'm actually enjoying this bit now that I that I take the show off the rails. Yeah, it's a plot twist. That's my yeah, that's a plot twist. My lane. Stay in your lane, Connor. Your job is to keep it on the rails. My job is to take it off. We have time today. We were talking Niners Cowboys, and I was making fun of the Cowboys. Making fun of the Cowboys. I all right. Let's just start here. Dak played crappy, right? He played awful. And 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 I I sent out some tweets about that, and um and people got very upset about my tweets, and I'm just like and but no one had an argument pro Dak. All the art it was all what aboutism. Well, what about these other highly paid quarterbacks who also suck? Or because I tweeted out uh, <laughs> Steve, how do I pronounce his last name? Steve Palazzo yeah. from Pro Football I just Focus. Say PFF underscore Steve. Yeah, fair. <laughs> PFF underscore Steve. So I wanted to amplify his tweet, which was about on the dry on the final drive, not the not the whatever the last you know couple seconds, but the the drive prior to the two minute warning where they needed to go the field. They that's the like that's the Tom Brady drive. That's the hey you're down a score. You need to you got the ball like on the twenty or whatever. You got to go eighty yards. You got two and a half minutes. Like if you're Mahomes, if you're Joe Burrow, you're Tom Brady. You know. That's a that's a drive you made. Taylor Legacy Heineke. drive. Legacy yeah. drive. Taylor Heineke even, yes, right? Absolutely. And Taylor Heineke did that against the Colts, right? I mean, like, and Colts, yet in Niners, that drive, huh? Colts, Niners, <laughs> different, different defenses. He's yeah. Taylor Heineke. <laughs> he ain't making $40 million a year. He's it's Taylor true. Heineke. It's true. Right? Taylor Heineke um, did that a couple times. All right. My point is, is that's, that's sort of a career-defining drive, yeah. opportunity. And in that drive, uh, first play should have been a pick six. <laughs> yeah. A little like he just he literally drops it, but the, the, you know, um, and then the second play I think he was he misses Gallup. He has Gallup, Gallup open. Gallup date. Gallup's got inside leverage. He throws it outside. Correct. Close. That was that was to win the game. It was right there. Right. So yeah, exactly. Gallup's open and he misses Gallup. And then the third one he takes a sack. Yeah, it wasn't a good sack either. And then, here's the thing. The next drive, I think the first play of the next drive, Dak tries to take the game ending safety yes. and then bounces off the guy. And, uh, One disaster. It wasn't a good, another. wasn't a good, wasn't a good end game and execution. And so I, so anyway, PFF Steve uh, put that out there, that, that drive as I just described it. So I quote tweeted and I said, Dak makes $40 million a year. And everyone got very upset at me. About, not everyone. I mean, I, it, it got a lot more likes than it got they comments. Said I didn't get, I didn't get they ready. said you were pocket watching. No, they did. They yeah, a little bit. I guess they were like, why are you why are you why are you up in his bag and all this stuff and like you know why why are you killing why are you kill why why is it why does it matter what 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 that person makes? Well, it matters and, a lot. Man. And that's what I'm saying. Like people were like, you know, what about Kirk Cousins makes a lot of money. I'm like, so your defensive of Dak either. Prescott is like, <laughs> yeah. right. It's like, what about Matt Ryan? He makes a lot of money. Your commanders paid Carson Wentz $28 million. I'm like, yeah, and he sucks. Like, that was a mistake by the commanders. Like, People were really fired up about this. People were tweeting at me about you <laughs> tweeting about Dak. Where they what were, were they like, saying? They were saying, get your boy Barry in line. I'm like, what, why is he my boy? Why is he my responsibility? He can tweet what he wants you about Dak Prescott. Connor or Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Leave me. No, I'm good. Yeah. Let yeah. That, we lay low you on that guy. You that guy. Absolutely. Mediator? I just, you're right. Apparently. But I stand by it. Like, by the way, and when I tweeted it, there are times when I tweet stuff when I'm like, this is a little controversy. This is a little This is a little first takey. This is a little hot takey, you know, kind of, you know. There are times when I'll tweet something, and I know that this this one's going to rile people up. That one was not trying to rile people up. That one was not a a uh, you know I'm poking what, what, the bear kind of thing. I'm like, he's he's one of the he's one of the highest. I get it. Quarterback contracts are out of control, mm. right? I get it. But he's of in a in a world in which every quarterback is highly paid, 
He is one of the highest paid, and he has paid that kind of money to be a franchise quarterback, to be a guy that says, get on my back, I am leading this team to victory. And in a chance when he had an opportunity to do so, he performed awfully. And I get it. On the road at San Francisco, it's a very good defense, but that's why you're paid that money. Best one. That's right. I mean, that's why you're paid that money is to make those plays. And he was bad. I mean, a red zone interception. Like, he he had two picks. He should have had more. Like, he was bad, guys. Yeah. And I think the people who bring up, oh, it's the 49ers defense, you throw it out. Like, no, his bad plays are, like, defense independent. And maybe he's feeling the pressure because Bosa's on him all the time. But at the same time, like, he misses Gallup. Gallup's wide open. The picks, the near pick six to win the game, that was just a terrible throw. The pick that he throws in the red zone, that's a terrible throw. Could have made these plays against Carolina. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This was the seventh straight divisional round loss for the Cowboys. That is an NFL record. Obviously, a lot of doom and gloom. Record. Cowboys, Cowboys not the record you want. Uh, How about them, Cowboys? We did hear from Dak after the game. As I said, I mean, guys that, that played their asses off defense who gave us an opportunity to win this game, who, who played their, who played hard against a really, really good offense, a really good team, and um, for us to only put up the points that we did, that, that's unacceptable, and it starts with me. Two tonight, um, as I said, unacceptable. I uh, can't put the ball in. Uh, in jeopardy like that, um, wh- whether they're tipped up in tight throws or, or whether I'm, I'm late on a on a uh, on a stop route, uh, just can't happen. Uh, and the number that that has gotten to is is ridiculous. Um, and uh, I can promise that it'll never the number will never be this again. I can promise that. So I do. So that was the voice of Dak Prescott at his press conference. As Connor just says, and you're sitting here watching the picks right there. Like that's just a bad throw. No one's. And here's the red zone interception as well. Just, just you know, listen. I mean, like, just that's a. It's a bad one. It's a. It's a bad one. He threw it in a double coverage. It gets tipped up, right? And then, and then, I mean, you just, you know, pick twice. Yeah, (laughs) pick the first time. Yeah, Yeah. Ward makes a. uh, Ward makes a great play, but. I will give the give Dak I will give Dak credit here, which is like Dak stood up in front of the press, took all responsibility, answered all questions. Like I admire that. Like owned it completely, owned it. So like if I'm sitting here complete, you know, uh, complaining about his play. I, I want to give the man props of just like standing up and being a man and like taking responsibility and owning that. His QBR in this game was 51.5. Brock's Purdy's was 53.1. Again, you know, neither guy played great. The difference there is, is that one guy. Well, right. Turnovers. And, and Purdy got lucky, too. Let's be clear. I mean, Purdy oh, definitely yeah. easily could have had multiple turnovers here, too. My point merely is, is that one guy's a day three rookie making his seventh start ever. And one guy is one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Prescott's best play of the game as well, the 50-yarder or so to CD Lamb, was like really badly underthrown. CD just made a play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, despite so, the interference as well. And, I mean, Dak's right. got 100% approval rating, and by all accounts, he's an outstanding guy. I think that's why yeah. he copped it on Twitter, because everyone loves Dak Prescott, and so they should. He just had a bad game. Yeah. And the spotlight's just different when you are the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. This is what comes with the job. So, uh, And, and that, that's what comes with a job. That's what comes with a big contract. That comes with when you're doing, you know, direct TV commercials and sleep number commercials. And Those you're sleep like, number commercials are great, by the way. I love them. He, he just looks so comfortable sleeping on them pillows. Go ahead. Well, he, he inspired a lot of memes. He inspired a lot of memes. Yeah, I bet. That's, sleep, you know, like, especially they, after. He changed the sleep number, number to his QBR rate. Oh, no. and like, oh, no. You know, like, this is the new sleep anyway. Campbell's suit, too. He yeah, he does too. Campbell's suit, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, but this is bad, right? We know more about his <laughs> what, what brands he pitches than his great playoff performances. That's yeah. what we remember about Dak Prescott. It's going to be a long offseason for the Cowboys as a whole. It, it will absolutely be probably Ezekiel Elliott's last game, although yeah. it's interesting as we move to the last thing on Dak Prescott, right? I mean, again, six different games with multiple interceptions this season, including the playoffs. He led the NFL in interceptions despite missing, I think he missed five games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, that's a bad stat. Like, I'm no genius, but that's, <laughs> 13, that feels bad. 13 yeah. games, 17 interceptions, including playoffs. And, and, Lawrence, like you said, the difference in this game is we transition to what Brock Purdy did as he moves to 7-0 and as the starter for the 49ers was really the turnovers. And, yes, there's absolutely luck involved and absolutely the skill talent in that Niners offense can elevate Purdy more than maybe any other quarterback left in this thing right now. But once again, he played clean enough football, and they yeah. lean on their defense when they have to. Yeah, and, and again, look, we talk about the turnovers for Dak, right? They lost this game by a, by a score, so Dak didn't even have to – he didn't have to play great. Hell, he probably didn't even have to play good. If he just played average, they might win the game, you yes. know? So, and then again, you just talked about that. Look, if Brock Purdy could make that throw right there every once in a while – They'll be okay because they had that defense to lean on. Debo Samuel and Chris and Christian McCaffrey was pretty much they was bottled up, you yeah. know. So it it just came down to the big plays, the turnovers. Right. I mean, I mean, listen. Dak acknowledged that in his press conference. He's like, they, you know, they held him to 19 points. Like you, you, you know, you should be able to generate three touchdowns of offense. Yep. You know, when you have yes. Do the 49ers have more playmakers than the Cowboys? Yes, but not a lot. Yeah. And I get it. The Tony Pollard injury is bad, and we'll talk about that sure. in a second. And so you lose one of your big playmakers. That's also tough. But come on. I mean, you know, again, Niners are out there with a third-string quarterback. Yep. The Cowboys' defense last five weeks of the season was a bottom-five pass defense. They played out of their minds yesterday against yeah. Purdy. And Purdy, I mean, he was okay, and he made those big third-down throws, but he wasn't great. And also... Brock Purdy ever given up on a play? Never seen that man throw the ball away. He runs sometimes literally in circles. He yes. runs around. Uh, and he's going to, I yeah, think he's going to struggle. Him a couple but, but to your point, Chris McCaffrey, 10 for 35. Like, you know, I mean, like, they held him to like 3.5 yards per carry. Did that math in my head? No big deal. At <laughs> no, you six, didn't. It's six for twenty, no, tw- six for twenty-two. I can divide 35 by 10. Okay. Thank he's you like, very much. Hope, I hope it's 10 carries because that's the easiest <laughs> yeah. number. To- <laughs> right, and then uh, six for 22. You know, in the receiving game. 3.7 yards <laughs> per That reception. doesn't seem like a self-made no, that, that, that was on the screen. But I just, like, I, you know, right. The defense, they didn't lose that game because of the defense. Like, the Cowboys' defense showed up. Yep. You know, and so, um, anyway, it, it, Dak as a, we'll talk. We'll have all offseason to talk about Dak next year. But this was a, him as, an, as a fantasy prospect is really interesting next year because he's not running as much. I mean, he ran a little bit in this one, four for 22. He, you know, had a couple of scrambles, but still, like, he's not running as much and it's not as high-octane in offense. And, like, we talked about this as, the, as part of the preview. On some level, this is a failure of the front office, right? I mean, like, because they, they made the calculation that they could let Amari Cooper go that they Oof. thought they would get, and that was a mistake, obviously, based oh, on what yeah. we saw Cooper do this year. And what we saw in the passing game, there's only so much my guy ate, CeeDee Lamb, for the podcast in front of me. There's only, only, only so much my guy eights can do, right? I mean, like, T.Y. Hilton was getting significant. T.Y. Hilton, who's on his couch two months ago, Come getting on, significant snaps. <laughs> right. 
because just they weren't getting what they needed to out of out of uh, out of uh, sorry out of Michael Gallup and you know whatever. Noah Brown's had a moment here too, but like, yeah. The the one bright spot for them, well, bright-ish, and I tweeted about this last night, but we need to have more kickers with the yips because that was absolutely incredible viewing. Every time that it looked like they might attempt a field goal, it was the most exciting thing of the entire weekend. And then Brett Meyer slots it from, what, 43, makes the 25-yard, yeah. has the extra point blocked, which I think, if you look at the camera, I think it was missing. The extra point yeah, it, did, it was going wide, wide. yeah. yeah. It looked, it, yeah. Unbelievable. I, I think he's happy that one got blocked. I'm happy yeah. for him that that one got I, I couldn't see dude just miss the, another extra oh. Point, there were some man. books that put out a, a prop on will Brett Maher miss, yeah. miss, miss like an plus, extra point. Plus 400. And plus 400. It's, it's good cash. money. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. I, actually, I actually, I know everyone is dunking on Brett, and it's weird for me to say as I just, you know, dunked all over Dak, but I I felt bad for Maher, actually. I actually felt bad for him. And he had a great season. So for season. everybody to be watching you at your lowest moment, pretty tough. But hey, all the attention's away from him now <laughs> because it's all on Dak Prescott. No, listen, I... Like everyone watching you at your lowest moment, like I understand that, right? I mean, like I made a career of that, but I mean, the people are doing that right now. Like anytime I'm on TV is pretty much my lowest moment. So people, people watching me, like I get it. I get having your lowest moment in front of an audience because that's been the last 15 years of my life. Um, but I felt for the kid. Uh, you know, that was that was a tough one. But enough. Um, I, well, let's talk to Tony Pollard, I guess, yes. and we should move on to the Niners. So, obviously, Pollard uh, leaves the game with what was deemed as that high-angle sprain, but it's a broken leg. He's They're not playing anymore, but this is a three-month recovery minimum here, guys. And the bigger news is Pollard is entering unrestricted free agency. Yeah, brutal. And, and this is going to be a situation, especially in the fantasy community, where everybody has their eyes, Lawrence, on where he'll land, what kind of impact he could have next year if he's in a backfield where he's deemed as the guy, whether that's Dallas without Zeke yeah. or whether that's somewhere else. Yeah, uh, Dallas better be trying to make sure they land with him because it, it seems as though, uh, Matthew, you alluded to it earlier, that we may have seen Ezekiel Elliott in his last game as a Cowboy and what a way to go out playing center for them. I'm <laughs> <laughs> getting bold oh, into, the, into the dirt. Center I, don't think he got, I don't think he, he thought the up. dude was going to do that. I thought it was like, hey, man, you chill out, chill. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. Like, what's, what's going on here? And then, you know, Dak get the judged. receiver killed, too. But, yeah, to, when, when Tony Pollard went out, oh, when, oh, when, when Pollard went out, it was like, it, it, it was like, oh, man. Because, you know, we know CeeDee Lamb, that's their guy on offense, bar none, right? But, you know, the other guy is Tony Pollard. And then after that, it's like, well, where are we going to get some production from? So, I mean, I don't know if Dak Prescott was just like, I don't know, thinking about Tony Pollard or whatever. But, yeah, they have it out on Zeke's contract, which, I mean, I, I, I think they want to be out on that. He's, I think he's the highest paid running back in the league, him or CMC. Uh, you got Tony Pollard here as a, uh, as a free agent. So it's going to get interesting even more so with this injury. Because, I mean, three months from now, what's that? Is that combine time, a little after the middle of the summer? Um, yeah, right it, for OTAs, coming right up on OTAs, I would think. Yeah, uh, so you, you got and the – And does he have the explosiveness after this injury? You know, does that come right. back? Yeah, definitely had to take your time with this. Now that we know it's a broken leg, they say it was a sprained ankle. I don't know how <laughs> two – like, that's two different like things. <laughs> like, yeah. we're thinking he – people are talking about, oh, he got the same injury as Patrick Mahomes. Then after the game, like, what? Bro, what? Like, Patrick Mahomes was playing. This dude is out with the towel on his head, and you know that ain't good. But you, you feel for the guy, he's going to be a very wanted man 
regardless. You just you feel for the guy just because he had he had a breakout season. He had, yeah. he had the season that you'd want going into free agency, proving that hey, I can carry the load. I can be a, a true workhorse back. I can be an explosive difference maker. And then to suffer a serious injury on national television, and you're basically your last game. You feel for the kid. Um, my expectation is he'll be back with the Cowboys. We'll see. But this certainly lowers his, um, uh, I think, lowers the market. Hard to know what the market for running backs these days is just because so many people have proven that you can get production out of mm-hmm. late-round rookies and, you know, just guys, right? I mean, whatever. Yeah. Deont- Deontay Foreman's of the world, right? Yeah. And so, um, anyway, but you, you feel for Tony Pollard. My expectation is, though, I mean, you saw what happened with Gallup. Same thing, Gallup coming off of an injury, but yeah, still yeah. the Cowboys brought him back. Um, they're pretty loyal. I think sometimes probably loyal to a fault, but sure. as, a, as an organization, yeah. they're pretty loyal. You know, Jerry Jones, like, no, Mike McCarthy's our guy. Yeah, he, I mean, Jerry is he loyal. He didn't have to He's say loyal. that right after the game. But <laughs> he, he, he felt the need right, to. He felt the need to. And even Dak's quote on Pollard after the game was an indictment on what Pollard means to this offense. Dak said it hurt us. We weren't able to create as many explosive plays as we planned. And I'm sure he would have been a big part of some of those had he had not gotten hurt. I mean, Pollard's explosive play rate, guys, per attempt was at the top of the league. So mm-hmm. that's a huge impact on the Cowboys' offense next year if they don't retain him, and we'll see where that goes. I feel like the Cowboys and they tried for Amari Cooper. I feel like he'd really <laughs> Is that a good no, idea? That yeah. might help. Do, do, you think that time. It, do you think it's a given 100% that Zeke won't be back? Like reduced salary type thing. I, I don't think it's a given he won't be back. Because, again, Jerry's really loyal, yeah. loves Zeke. They – they look at things differently, or Mike McCarthy looks at things differently than I think some other people would. So I think some organizations would look at Zeke and say he's not super efficient and he's very volume-based, and obviously there's a lot of mileage there. I think Mike McCarthy might be like, he running back, he good. Um, <laughs> and so um, Mike McCarthy's not exactly the biggest analytics guy uh, out there. And so, yes, I, the fact is, is basically that this is the I think – I'm not a contract guy. This is much more Mike Florio's world. But uh, my understanding is that they can. there's no more guaranteed money for Zach. So could they restructure the contract and keep him in Dallas? Sure. And they may want to, again, given the Pollard injury and given that, you know, and Zeke's, you know, been such a, you know, foundational member of that franchise for so long. I can't imagine there's going to be a big market for Zeke. So It would be weird to see him somewhere else. It, there, it, it may make more sense for Ezekiel Elliott to be like, look, I'm going to have to take less money somewhere. Right. So m- why don't stay I take here. less money and stay in Dallas then, yeah. less, assuming they want him back. And So, no, but I don't think there's a yeah. – uh, let me put it this way. I don't think Zeke is back if Zeke's not willing to renegotiate his deal. Doc, yeah, That's what I would say. If Zeke's that, like, yeah. no, 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 this is my deal, then I think, as we saw with Amari Cooper, the Cowboys have no problem letting go of long-tenured – you know, players in their team. Yeah. yeah, they have a lot to figure out. I mean, Schultz is on the franchise tag. There's a lot of different moves. Yeah, the Dal- yeah, yeah. Dallas yeah. will need to figure out. And he's and somebody who did show up in the postseason. Absolutely. So we'll be on top of that, guys. The other game yesterday, the Bengals flat out felt like they dominated. Hang up on, in wait, Buffalo. wait, wait. Hang on. I feel like we well, all we did was crap all over the, the Cowboys. We should give some love to the Niners. Like we should. We talk did a little bit. Okay. We did nothing. We talked. We talked about Brock Purdy. We nothing talked about else really happened on the non-NFL. I know, it's true. Yeah, it was, Kittle, I mean, I mean that was maybe the Kittle biggest play great. of the game, which yeah. was not a great throw, but an yeah. incredible catch. Yeah. Kittle's bobbling catch. and yeah. uh, I mean, they were phys- when they decided to become 
the downhill 49ers in the second half is when the game changed. They yep. became a downhill running team, as we're going to show here, and their ability to work off play action. Uh, that's when Kyle Shanahan is at his best, and that's led by that offensive line with Trent Williams and some younger players in the middle and then the veteran McGlinchey on the right side. So that was the story of this game to me, guys. When the Niners remember who they are, a downhill running play action rollout team, they controlled the game in the second half. Yeah, and these guys didn't have big numbers, but still, like, IU comes up with a huge third down play. Yep. Kittle goes 5 for 95. McCaffrey gets the touchdown. He also has the huge catch on third down to keep things moving. Oh, yeah, and then there's Debo Samuel also She's just hanging there. around. So, like, it was a weird game for the Niners' offense. They didn't have much of a rhythm, but they did convert all those third downs. Apparently, Dan Quinn didn't realize they are just going to throw slants over the middle every single third down play late. They didn't catch on to that, having uh, Anthony Barr out there uh, um, defending wide receivers. But... We were talking about this beforehand. Like, who would have won Super Bowl MVP for the Niners yesterday? Would have been like Fred Warner. Fred Warner would have won um, yeah. because the offense just did so little. So they've just got so much talent across maybe, the board. I mean, maybe Kittle. If they forced an offensive play. play. Yeah. Warner had a pick and led led That's the true. game in tackles. Yeah. On, the, on the 49ers side. Just the one thing, just one note I want to make about about Purdy. You know, who, which is a great story. Like, I mean, the, again, the fact that Kyle Shanahan's in the NFC Championship game with a seventh round rookie quarterback is. Nothing short of phenomenal and a credit to both Kyle and John Lynch. Give the entire front office credit for surrounding Purdy with some, so much talent. They've done really well in the draft and in free agency. But I just thought this was interesting. When he faced pressure, when Brock Purdy faced pressure yesterday, just 3 of 11, took three sacks, just 3 of 11 for 24 yards. And he took three sacks. And so now they've got to go, they've got to, go to Philadelphia a team that had 75 sacks this season, mm-hmm. third most in the NFL, that really brings pressure in a big way. And they're going to be looking at that tape, and they know. And so that's one's, that one's going to be really interesting, really interesting game. I think that's a game, and the Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites, trending towards three-point favorites on BetMGM, home to the Niners. And look, I think that's a game where you'd love to be able to just see the first three plays and just see if they're beating the Niners' O-line. Because if Purdy's under pressure every snap, then they're just going to lose. Like, he's, he's not right. going to win yeah, it's gotta be if he's under game. pressure all yeah. the time. It's going to be on the Niners' O-line to win that game. Absolutely. All right, you want to move on? or uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah now we, we can talk about Elijah Mitchell if you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now we can move on. All right, so now the Bengals take on. care of business. Did I mention Dak? Up in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, Dak played poorly. McCarthy's back. Commanders <laughs> fans rejoice. Right. And how about Zach Taylor handing out game balls at the local bar <laughs> in Cincinnati? Uh, you got to love a man of the people. Right, Barry? That's what some people call you. I, I am a man. You and Zach Taylor, man of the people. You know Trevor what? Lawrence. I mean, that's amazing. Trevor Lawrence as well. No, we'll talk about this, but like I, I had, um, I ran into some Jacksonville fans when I went to Kansas City, and they were like, hey, man, you got to come to the, you got to, after the Jags win, you're coming to us, with us to the Waffle House on like March Street or something. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what, guys? Tell you what, if the Jags win, I will meet you at the Waffle House. And I was going to do it. I was going to do it. It's one problem. Uh, <laughs> one little problem. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that why you agreed. That's what percent Yeah, long <laughs> shot. Well, please. That's whatever. I, you know. Um, but, yes, I'm a man of the people. I would have done that. Good for Zach Taylor. Good for Zach Taylor going out, um, giving out game balls at uh, at. A local was that was that bar that bar wasn't in Cincinnati was that bar I, no I believe it was 
Yeah, he got he got back and went right to the bar. Right to the bar. He actually sat on a plane. He really a man in a plane. Yeah, yeah. He sat on a plane with the football straight to the bar with football. Right. And I don't think that's the first time he's done this as well. So it's kind of his thing. It's working. Nick Sirianni looks at the camera and yells. Zach Taylor goes back to the local bar. Everybody's got their thing as a coach right here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Whatever works. Whatever works. Yeah. Nick Sirianni was the MVP of that game, which we'll get to. We will get to that. He was great. Um, and speaking of doing their thing, Joe Burrow now, guys, is five and one in the career in the playoffs at this point. We saw him run through the college football world a couple years ago, goes to the NFL, comes back from the injury, and just seems to get it done in every big game, Lawrence. I mean, this guy is ice cold, and for a game they were five-point underdogs, the Bengals were in control almost right out of the gate. Immediately. uh, There you go. Jamar Chase, of all people, wide ass open. Like, this weather right here. Everyone was. There there you go. Hayden Hurst again. uh, Again, but that, that play right there was caused by the defense uh, collapsing towards Jamar Chase. But, man, look at the weather. It don't matter. Just like Zach Taylor said, it don't matter the snow, where we play, who we play. We just we just dogs, man. We just do it. And that's what Joe Burrow is. And Joe Burrow is putting himself right there and has a chance to, you know, he gonna have it's going to be a conversation going on depending on how this game goes. Now, Patrick Mahomes is hurt, but – Two straight years in the AFC Championship uh, for the Bengals, like Joe Burrow, he like hey, he, Mahomes, they he looking at him. Yeah. It's Mahomes still that guy, but he looking at him. Yeah, weird, just a weird game. Obviously, a catastrophe on every level for the Bills. Man, the Bengals just put them in a clown suit. It was just it was uncomfortable to watch the Bills just unravel their season. And to me, the biggest surprise was that the Bengals were able to run the ball. Bengals mm-hmm. haven't been able to run the ball. They're missing 60% of their offensive line. Yes, Couldn't exactly. do anything against Baltimore the past two weeks. And then Joe Mixon looks like he's going up against the Carolina defense when he gets five touchdowns on them. Even in the second half where they know that Cincinnati is running. They cannot stop them. And then mm-hmm. Burrow did whatever he wanted through the air. A lot of short stuff. Burrow missed the wide-open touchdown pass as well. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, Bengals offensive line was the star of that game and a game in which there were a lot of stars. On, to your point, yeah, came, they came in banged up and they just dominated they dominated the line of scrimmage. Mixon had a huge game, 20 for 105. Uh, he played 56% of snaps. This is interesting, right? Samaj so P. Ryan also played a lot of snaps, also ran a lot of routes. Mixon has the big game um, uh, as well, gets into the end zone, caught a couple of balls as well. I just, as, as you see it there on your screen, that 105 rushing yards is just his second 100 yard game this entire season. But when it mattered the most, that's when. It happened, and so, you know, listen, just a dominating performance by Cincinnati, and as much as we want to dump on Dallas, and I do enjoy that as a Commanders <laughs> fan, Buffalo should also be embarrassed by this. Okay, yeah, yeah. you're right. Cowboys, Cowboys you're right. lost to a better team. The Super Bills were six, five to six-point favorites Bingo. in this yes. game. And, um, and, it's just a mess. And, and that brings me to this, right? That makes $40 million a year, but that we don't consider Dak as a top three to five quarterback in the league. Dak wasn't at home. Uh, you know, Dak wasn't the favorite to win. His team wasn't the favorite to win. Josh Allen needs some of this smoke, too. Like, he needs some of this same smoke that Dak should be getting. Uh, second postseason game with zero touchdown passes. Uh, second fewest pass yards in, in, in a postseason game. We're looking at no touchdown passes or interceptions. He, he only had 26 rushing yards on the ground. Like, this – like – we always say, can this team go to Buffalo and play in the cold? Hell, can Josh Allen and them play in the cold? Yeah, right. the Bills can. They look like a Big 12 team, the way they're constructed. Pushed around, 
They want to be a finesse team in terms of how they spread the field and are so reliant on Stephon Diggs. And I think there's awareness of that. I mean, we heard from Josh Allen after the game, um, and he was very honest about this loss and the disappointment. Yeah, playing, playing from behind is never fun. Um, but we had our opportunity to make it a one-score game before half and uh, didn't take advantage of that. Um, didn't score a touchdown at, you know, that first drive in the second half. We only got three. And against teams like this, with a quarterback like that, you're going to have to score six and seven. So um, we didn't do a good, job enough, a good enough job of that tonight. Again, disappointment. You, you play to win. Um, our goal is to win a, a Super Bowl, a World Championship, and we didn't accomplish that. So everything that happened this season is kind of null and void in our minds, and um, it sucks. Guys, their goal was to win the Super Bowl, and so was a lot of people betting on who was going to win the Super Bowl. Per bet MGM, the highest ticket percentage of Super Bowl winning tickets, the Bills, 12.4% of the market. The highest handle, the Bills, 16.1% of the market. A lot of people rode the favorite in Buffalo, and it didn't work out for them, Jay. It felt like their season from night one when they destroyed the Rams at SoFi. It just felt like it was going to be their year, then they destroyed the Titans the next week. And then at some point, it just fell apart. And look, I think that Von Miller going down, Micah Hyde going yeah, down, DeMar Hamlin not playing, that all hurt them on, on defense. And then also on offense, like, I, just, I don't think Josh Allen gets enough help. And I know that he didn't play well, but... The offense seems to just devolve into, oh, Josh, put your cape on. He's yeah, do Superman stuff. Percent. Where's oh, yeah. the scheme stuff? Like, Cincinnati came in with a plan on offense. They were going to run the ball. They were going to get the short stuff, and they just dominated them. And meanwhile, the Bills, it's like, all right, let's throw some YOLO balls down to Gabe Davis, and then, Josh, do some stuff. I mean, honestly, like, to your point, right? Okay, so Stefan Diggs aside, and we can talk about him in a second, but outside of Stefan Diggs, right? So you have Gabe Davis, who's been, at best, inconsistent this year right now everyone's on big game Gabe and all that but he's been inconsistent all year long and he was inconsistent in this game as well so then you've got I mean Cole Beasley who was a free agent who had retired <laughs> literally retired this year and now he's out there you know getting snaps um you know they've got they've got the rookie in Shakir they lost Jamison Crowder in the in the uh, in the preseason basically right Isaiah McKenzie more of a special teamer at this point in his career like, they don't have a lot. I mean, Dawson Knox, okay. The run game hasn't been dominant. At least, like, that's the thing. Like, you see flashes from James Cook, but, you know, Devin Singletary's okay. You know, like, they don't have a good as good a run game as, as a Joe Mixon, as, you know, any of the 49ers. Like, honestly, as good as the – A lot of free agents, the, too. Right. A lot of guys. So, it's just – I agree with you. I mean, it is it, – you know, they, they tra- their big trade was for Naheem Hines. Like, I mean – I don't know. I just I, I'm with you. I I don't think I got that when I was criticizing Dak Prescott on Twitter. That was also some of the things like why why are you not saying anything to Josh Allen? Josh Allen. I would Allen's say I would paid. say that was I would say that was fair. He's a better quarterback. He's a he is a better quarterback, and I agree with you. more more often than not. Josh Allen has put that team on his back <clears> and said, "I'm just gonna right. I'm just gonna do Superman stuff, yep. and I'm just gonna we're gonna find a way to win." And he wasn't able to do that against the Bengals, but we haven't seen that from Dak. We haven't seen, you know, like, I guess I give more of a pass to Josh Allen just because I feel like we've seen that, and I feel like he has more weapons around him. But there's no question, Josh Allen did not play well. And credit the Cincinnati Bengals, who everyone sort of like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be Bills and and uh, Bills and Chiefs. It's something and to say. Bengals are like, we have something to say. Disappointing game for uh, T. Higgins. 
Now has under 40 receiving yards in both receiving both playoff games this year and five yeah. of the past six dating back to last season. Hopefully he can get on track, but right now doesn't matter. Jamar Chase, including the playoffs, joins Randy Moss as the only players in NFL history with 3,000 receiving yards and 25 touchdowns in his first two seasons. You're in fight off the stage, Matthew. I know, but I wanted to get that in. <laughs> Screw power through. Where are they going? <laughs> the sh- my, my name's on the show. We can get veering out for another 30 seconds. <laughs> Everybody loves the music. And with that, we are going to our first break. Yeah, when yeah, we're back, like we're recapping Saturday's games. <laughs> Eagles, Chiefs yeah. on top. Play me off however you want. What do I care? I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. There's nothing better, let me just tell you, you guys know this, the ones that have been around, there's nothing better than having two tough quarterbacks. One is great, and then two is even greater, man. Awesome. It's a great thing. Hey, great team win today, everybody. Coach said it. everybody had a part in this. Get off your feet these next few days. Come ready to go next week. Chiefs on three, one, two, three. Tighten up, tighten up. I just want to say one thing. How, the week that we put together, that's what showed up out there. We worked our ass off. So, man, let's do that each and every day, man. Don't take no moment for granted. You know what I'm saying? Because that's right there, that's what we showed up all week. All week, it showed up out there, man. So don't get it twisted. It's on us. It's on us. Those were the locker room celebrations of the Chiefs and the Eagles as both move on to their conference championships. And, guys, we are going to start right with the Eagles in a game that was a blowout. And we saw this story before. We still got fed the headlines all, uh, all week. It's hard to beat a team three times over and over again. It was not very hard yeah. for the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Giants for the third time. No. <laughs> no, it was not. That, that dang New York media was no, wrong. No, they, they were. Yes. They were. Yeah. People that said they thought the Giants might cover um, were wrong. Yes. Uh, people that, like uh, like Mike Florio, that picked them to win outright. Well, wrong. Couldn't be me. Or, or would be wrong. Um, people that thought it had a chance to be the lowest scoring game of the weekend, which I did. We're wrong. They part. They did. They <laughs> forgot about one thing. Um, no, uh, the, I mean, just a dominating performance from from start to finish. Like um, it was. What was it? Thirty-eight-seven. 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 And honestly, didn't feel that close. No. 
<laughs> I no, mean, you know, I, like the, it wasn't as close Eagles as the score. Took their foot off the gas. I mean, I mean, the game kind of unwound exactly to script in that it followed the exact script of the 48-22 game yes. we saw six weeks ago where Giants have a bottom three rush defense and the Eagles did whatever they wanted on the ground. And then the big thing to me was the Eagles defense, which has been a little hit and miss the past couple months with injuries. Well, all those guys are back outside of Avante Maddox and they just looked incredible. And uh, if you're Brock Purdy, you've got to be a little worried. Yeah, I mean, look, the fact is is that the if there's been an Achilles heel for the Eagles' defense this year, it's been their rush defense. To your, specifically about the up-and-down nature of the Eagles' defense, yeah. Jay, to your point. It's really been – because Slay and Bradbury have played great all year long. It's really could they run the ball? Could the Giants with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, could they effectively run the ball against the Eagles? And the answer in this game was no. No. I mean, they couldn't. You know, they, they saw the Vikings game and they're like, oh, we're going to stop that. We're going to actually play defense. We're going to we're going to um, play. You know, we're going to have gap dis- discipline, and uh, you're not going to do any of the cute stuff. And so, Barkley nine for sixty one. We talked on last week's show that we liked the under on his rush attempts. It was fifteen and a half for Barkley, so that cashes. Daniel Jones just six for twenty four on the ground again. Um, they just, you know, and then once the game got away from, it's hard to. Yeah, quote unquote, established the People run. might look at the, the fact that the Giants, they did average 5.9 yards per carry on the ground, but a lot of that is just the 39 yarder from Saquon yeah. when the game was already When the game was over. The, yeah, they couldn't. Yeah. They weren't running the ball efficiently early. And also, yeah, when you're down 28 nothing like that, then you're just not going to be able to run the ball. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. And the efficiency from Jalen Hurts, once again, I mean, 16 to 24, throws for two touchdowns, runs for another one. This is kind yeah. of Lawrence. This has been the story with Jalen Hurts all yeah. year is the balance of the throwing and the efficient running. Yeah, and I think, like we talked, we all talked about last week we expected him to get back on track we didn't really take it too much consideration how you know he looked bad against the Giants backups but that was weeks that was his first time playing in weeks he was getting warmed up and he looked he he wasn't warmed up in this game he was hot uh only took him 154 passing yards to do it because the defense came to play but Jalen Hurts he he ready to go man uh Hurts on oh I'm sorry 20 to 40 Hurts, whatever. Hurts was balling. Y'all got it. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he looked like the exact same guy. And the, the fear was that he would look like the Week 18 guy. No, extra week of rest in a game that meant everything. Uh, yeah, he was just Jalen Hurts. And he, he looked like somebody's ride or die. Somebody's yeah, fantasy might, ride might or die. That somebody that. at the beginning of the season said could take a J- <laughs> Josh Allen. Like, first game of the season, preseason game. Football Land America, somebody, and by somebody I mean me. Me. Uh, it was Maria Taylor. <laughs> no, nope, it was totally me. Jason Garrett? Um, that said, uh, yeah, um, Josh, he can take a Josh Allen year three like leap with the addition of A.J. Brown, that offensive line, that schedule, and another year in Sirianni's system. He has the ability to, to, to become the number one quarterback in fantasy, to have that MVP like season, and. He's done that. I don't think he's going to win the MVP. I think it's going to be Mahomes because yeah. he missed those two games. But uh, he legitimately was it was and will continue to be in the conversation. And he looked like Jalen Hurts. He didn't look hurt. That's the most important thing, I think, for Philly fans and uh, the Eagles' uh, skill players is that he looks 100% healthy. Um, Boston Scott. Boston Scott, anytime touchdown. Like, it was like... I think I tweeted this out. Death taxes and Boston <laughs> Scott anytime touchdown. We talked about that. Uh, I feel like that was Nick, show. Nick they, Sirianni giving him that car. It was like Nick yeah. Sirianni breaking the fourth wall. It was like a moon touchdown. Yeah. 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 It was like, oh, I know this he, is a he thing. He definitely so let's do knew. It. He yes. definitely <laughs> knew. They got that off there. Hell, all the running backs from the Eagles was getting off. 
112 rushing yards for Gainwell, 90 for Sanders. Of course, uh, Boston Scott gets his 11th TD against the Giants just to make us all happy on social media there. Now, it'll be tougher, obviously, to run that ball against the 49ers, but we talked about this last week. You could throw against the Niners. You can throw deep on the Niners. You can throw deep. Just don't throw no interceptions. You feel me? And I don't think that Jalen Hurts is going to be as giving as, uh, you know, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys were. So it'll be a little switch up. But what we do know about the Eagles offense, they could do it every type of way. Like A.J. Brown, almost 1,500 receiving yards. Slim Reaper uh, with 1,200. You got Goddard with set. So they could get it. Like, they could go Jekyll and Hyde on you as far as their offense goes. That's probably what they'll have to do against the Niners. Really versatile offense. There's no question about that. And you just said, you know, like the Boston Scott thing was a sort of acknowledgement. Like, you know, Nick Sirianni just kind of knows. I feel like what you're saying is that Nick Sirianni knows what he's doing. Yes, he does know what he's doing. Good night overall uh, from a content perspective uh-huh. from Nick Sirianni. The best. With the grin at the camera and then his moment down the sideline as well, which I don't think we can repeat at noon on Peacock. But he, uh, <laughs> he was magnificent uh, in that team. I mean, yeah, they've been the best team in the NFC all year, and now they get a home game to go to the If Super there's Bowl. one thing that's disappointing about the Eagles, and really the, there's only one thing, it's this. It's that on football night in America, I had to give a pick for this game. I had to give some some you know betting props, and so I said per BetMGM, you know, I said, look, I like two things in this game. I like the over on Devonte Smith, sixty-five and a half receiving yards. I like the over on Richie James, forty-five and a half uh, receiving yards. So with Devonte Smith, you know, one of my argument was was that he's hit, he's had at least sixty-seven yards in five of the last six games. We expect them to be able to throw. Dory Jackson probably sees a little bit more of uh, A.J. Brown than he does. Devontae Smith is going to see some man-to-man. He's, got, he's had at least, uh, I believe, at least eight targets in nine straight games. Like, really, Devontae Smith has had that, you know, um, and he hit the number. He hit the number. Except um, the last reception that he got, which is like a six-yard reception, Stupid Eagles had like an illegal man downfield so it gets called back. And Devontae Smith finishes with 61 yards, not the 66 I needed for him to cover the over. That's what sucks, Jay Croucher. That's what sucks about that well, Eagles win is that Smith did not cover. It's good you moved past it, though. Yeah, no. yeah you're over it. That's the best my part. Last, it was my last football night in America for the year. And I, you know, People only the remember the last Maybe one Maybe forever. Well. We don't know. We're going to a long offseason. Oh, you never know. See. You should have went with a Daniel Jones prop. I, I was very close to I was very close to um, taking giving the sake it was one of those three it was those two plus the Saquon Barkley under on the rushing yeah. so I hit two of the three that I gave out on this show um, but Rodney Harrison was going to talk up AJ Brown in the segment before and they liked you know when I told them I was thinking about this Devonte Smith over they were like eh, you know could you help us out here it'd be a good transition Rodney's going to talk AJ Brown and then you'll talk Devonte Smith and. Well, what are you going to do? But well, the good the right news play, is, Smith over A.J. Brown. There you go. That was the, the Richie right James play, play does yes. hit. Richie, Richie James, James, seven catches, 51 yards. Like we said, Daniel Jones really struggled in this one, guys. And Saquon, only nine carries because they needed to go to a throw script. So mm-hmm. a, an interesting offseason ahead for the Giants. Barkley and Jones, both free agents, assuming they'll probably franchise tag one and try to work an extension with the other. But we'll see where this Giants offense goes under yeah. Brian Dable. I think with Jones, like he's, he wasn't, he's not as good as he was in the Minnesota game. He's yes. not as bad as he was in the Philadelphia game. He's in between. He's probably you know, slightly worse quarterback than Dak Prescott. 
uh, and in right. that kind of Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr type of type of mold, which is like every Giants fan would have taken that from Daniel Jones before the season. I, no one thought he would be on the team next year, and now he looks like a very solid quarterback. The fifth year a thousand, a thousand percent. By the way, uh, Mike Garofalo, who uh, reports for NFL Network, tweeted this out. Uh, that uh, Giants general manager Joe Shane, quote, we'd like Daniel to be here. He notes that there's a, quote, business side to it, Mm-mm. but, quote, he's done everything we've asked him. That's uh, the Giants general manager on Daniel Jones, according to NFL Network. And I would think the deal gets done. And I'll tell you this, it's interesting. I don't know if this is conventional wisdom, but if you told me that of those two players, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, hey, by the way, the Giants are going to franchise tag one of them, I feel like it's got to be Jones. 100%. I feel like yeah. it's got to be Jones over Barkley, yeah. even though I get Barkley's the bigger name, and maybe and he's a better running back among all running backs than Daniel Jones is a quarterback yes. among all quarterbacks. But again, just replacement level. I mean, they got good production from you know Matt Breida this year when they needed to. Like they the value of a quarterback, right? It's just so the value of a quarterback. So, but my expectation is that both guys are back, and both guys should be popular fantasy picks next season. Barkley will be a top ten guy, um, and Daniel Jones will be a high end QB two kind of you know trendy sleeper in, the, in that Kirk Cousins Derek Carr range. All right, our last game here, fellas. The Chiefs take care of business against Jacksonville, but a bit of a scare as Patrick Mahomes is dealing with a high ankle sprain. Mahomes, after the a game... A bit of a scare. <laughs> a bit of a scare. Uh, he did come back to the game, though. I'm sure he had some help in the locker room at halftime. Oh. Mahomes, after the game, says, it feels better than I thought it was going to be now. I'll hop right in the treatment and try to do whatever I can to be close to 100% by next week. I don't think he's going to be close to 100%. No, that, maybe that's a, 65%. That's a bad one. I mean, right now, this is incredible. Like, the line on BetMGM, it's pick. Kansas City home to the Bengals. Everything. And to give you an idea of this, like, Kansas City and Buffalo basically rated the same level a week ago. Buffalo were minus six-point favorites at home. That's what it closed against Cincinnati. And now there's been a six-point swing where now it's pick because people think that Mahomes either may not play. I think he'll play. Yeah, he'll but he just yeah. he'll be that limited. And the difference between... Superman, fully healthy Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes on one leg who can barely run a, a running back stretch play, yeah. uh, which was tough to watch. Can you stop calling those plays, Andy Reid, for the place? We don't want to see Patrick yeah. Mahomes limping yeah. to hand off to Jarek McKinnon. So that's it's a crazy line. I think that it, the Chiefs will probably end up being one-and-a-half-point favorites or so. I think it'll move in the direction of the Chiefs. But, yeah, it's just that the game hinges on Mahomes' health. I'll say, he looked okay in the second half for a guy with one leg. He's just yeah. that good. Mahomes with one leg is still better than 95% of the quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL, especially, yes, <laughs> especially given Andy Reid uh, coaching. Now, again, I, I think uh, he'll find Kelsey early and often. I mean, that's you know just a monster game for Kelsey. We talked about that on Football Night in America, that we expected a huge game from him and how the Jaguars give up the third most fantasy, third most receiving yards to opposing tight ends. He has 98 Kelsey does for on 14 receptions and the two touchdowns in this one, including one from Chad Henney. Chad Henney revenge game. Yes, Hashtag sir. revenge yes, game. Henney, of course, was a Jaguar from 2012 to 2017. Played 31 games for them, 22 starts. Chad Henney exacting revenge against Jacksonville. <laughs> you, you can't stop Chad Henney. You can only hope to contain him. Yeah, I mean that was the game. Is Chad Henney going what ninety eight yards touchdown drive? Like that, that's your game. You can't allow Chad Henney to do that and expect no. to get to the AFC title game. The, the the Chiefs were the Chiefs. I think the only other takeaway from this game, and like again, we'll 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 have a show on Thursday where we'll break down the championship games and we'll talk. We'll probably have a lot better idea of what 
Mahomes' status is, and we can break it down there. But I think the, the running game is sort of interesting, right? McKinnon plays 64% of the snaps, runs 19 routes, compared with just 36% of the snaps for Isaiah Pacheco and 11 routes. So McKinnon was on the field a lot more. But Pacheco is the guy that has the better fantasy day. 12 for 95, he catches a ball as well. McKinnon doesn't do much. Um, just, 11 for, uh, just 11 for 25 on the ground. Yep. Looking at the Jags side, I mean, wasted opportunity. It was right there for them, the Jags. When Henny came into the game, the live line on BetMGM was close to pick. The Jags were almost a coin flip to go to the AFC title game, which considering they were 3-7 and seven or whatever they were is insane. But, I mean, Kirk is so close to catching the deep bomb. Just the yeah. game of almost. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he was probably better than he was the past two games, but still not great. On the ground, they're efficient. They just don't have the opportunity to run that much because they're trailing. So just a, an almost game for the Jags, Lawrence. Yeah, it was, you know, it just just not their time, really. Like, you, they had everything going for them. Patrick Mahomes goes out for a little bit. You got Chad Henney, but then, like you said, you can't stop Chad Henney. You can only hold the container. Uh, Lawrence is good. Can't give up a ninety-eight yard. <laughs> you can't give up a ninety-eight yard drive to a backup quarterback. You just can't if you're the Jaguars. No, it's not. Can't, especially for a touchdown, right? Um First loss for Trevor Lawrence on a Saturday. So there you go. That's a, a big over. milestone. High school, college, and or pro. ETN kind of saved his day fantasy-wise with a touchdown there uh, late in the game. But, again, not, not much there. Uh, they, they had their chances. I thought they were going to – I thought, you know, going into, the, into this game, I mentioned this um, same thing where I went I – sh- I feel like I should have hit both – props and I didn't I, I had an over on the Christian Kirk receiving yards he hits that um, and uh, I, at five and a half receptions he ends up with seven um, but uh, you know I did say two touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence he wins only one and a half like ETN he should have no team in the NFL gave him more touchdown passes than the Kansas City Chiefs Trevor Lawrence but if you're a Jags fan like I am my swag you are <laughs> you have to feel good about the like they're playing with house money yes. like great when turnaround you, when you think about Last year, they were one of the laughing stocks in the NFL to then go all the way to playing, you know, you know, covering the spread against the number one seed, you know, backdoor cover Jags. Like, you know, you got to feel good about where they were versus where they were a year ago. Unbelievable. Yeah. Once again, I'm being played off. We'll be back. <laughs> great great season for happy hour. When we're back, we're looking at Super Bowl futures coming right up. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
Welcome back. We are looking at the Super Bowl futures odds as the board is down to four. The Eagles as the favorite right now at plus 250, but this is a tight field. The Bengals plus 270, the Chiefs plus 270 as well. And Jay, the last one on the board, Brock Purdy's 49ers at plus 300. Is there a way you're leaning in this even field? Yeah, very tightly bunched. I think the best bet on the board is Kansas City at plus 270. And the reason why is that if they beat the Bengals, they've got two weeks to get Patrick Mahomes' ankle leg right. And if he's healthy, then the Chiefs will be favored in the Super Bowl over the Eagles or the 49ers. You're feeling a little bit more bold. Here's the exact outcome odds. There's more value here, but obviously a lot more risk. Lawrence, you're looking at this entire board. This is a tough one. Is there anything you like here? I'm going Eagles to beat the Chiefs. I think Eagles, I'm sorry, I think the Chiefs get through this game here. It's going to be a good story with Patrick Mahomes in the ankle advancing to the Super Bowl. But the Eagles with their defensive backs will construct a plan much like the Tampa Bay Bucks did a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. That's how they'll get the Chiefs. Barry, what about you? Anything on the board that you're interested in? Yeah, I thought, I thought, um, I thought Chiefs, I thought the, the best bet there was Chiefs beating the Eagles as well. So I, I agree with it there. I, I don't spot. see the Niners going into Philadelphia and beating the Eagles. So And, and yeah. you saw, like, the, the lowest odds, it's still plus 475, was either team, you know, either team, whether it was the Chiefs or the Bengals, beating the Eagles. Yep. I think Eagles, I think Chiefs to beat the Eagles, that would be my best look as well on the exacto. Just thinking that if the Chiefs win against the Bengals, that implies a certain level of health about Mahomes, and then he'll have yeah. two more weeks as well to get right. So I think I think that's going to be a Super Bowl. By the way, yeah. Is. I mean, can you imagine Chiefs-Eagles, the Andy Reid Bowl? Like, that <laughs> oh, would good be one. There, there you go. Unbelievable. Yeah. That would be unbelievable. So, yeah. I'm excited about that. All right. One more break here, fellas. When we're back, you, it is last call. But if you bet call. any of those, promo code Barry. At BetMGM. Yeah, risk-free. Risk-free bet. First bet up to $1,000. You heard it here. We love risk-free bets. When we're we're back, last call, little Matthew Berry story time. It is time for last call. And apparently Matthew Berry was enjoying last call with little John on the screen at the Chiefs game. That's how I roll. In the Bud Light suite. (laughs) Watch your scarf, Matthew. It's good scarf. Yes. No one told me like... I, I didn't want to bother him, and, but then, you know, some people said, oh, like, you know, what, we were talking a little bit, and then someone said, let's take a picture, and no one told me my scarf had sort of whipped around to look stupid like that, and then I saw the picture back, and I'm like, oh, man. Going with, like, a Hugh Grant in the undoing. I guess so. It was cold as hell there. I'll say that. But, so, oh, he was really cool, but I, I was not with my scarf. While multiple sources uh, have confirmed that is little John, there is some yeah. confusion on social media, whereas we have a comment here that... I thought that was Lawrence. <laughs> oh, no. with you. I think that, Lawrence so, finding his way to Kansas City would be a hell of a plot twist that would continue yeah. on. I would hey. never be anywhere with some Ka- – like, I love Patrick Mahomes, but you ain't catching me in no Kansas City Chiefs yeah. gear. Like, Lil John, come on, man. You supposed to be from Atlanta, man. You were literally wearing a Dodgers cap. Like, right. Don't worry about all that. Exactly. Don't worry about all that. I wasn't head to toe, socks and pants. This – this dude right. lives in Kansas City, right? Yeah, I mean, what, what, he was performing at halftime. He's playing to the crowd. He's the master showman. You know, I get, I get that. that. I appreciate. He was he was very nice. I wish I had a great story about partying in the suite with Little John, but like it's very nice. We talked a little football. <laughs> yeah. I met like his entourage. He yeah. had a, he had a group with him. Like he took a picture with me and my wife as well, which I posted later on Instagram. And then he asked you where you got your scarf. And yeah, we, we, <laughs> there was no scarf talk. I gotta so, get him on. Gotta when get I him saw on the show. Picture, I was so annoyed. <laughs> I was so annoyed. Like, <laughs> Lawrence, by the way, saw the picture. He's just like, I kind of. At first crazy. glance, I ain't even go. Like, God.
I look better, though. Come on. We're back Thursday. (laughs) Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.